You're listening to Arc Radio Podcast. Assalamu alaikum. Uh, welcome to In Conversation With. And today we have uh, myself and my wife Lubna. So I'm Nazim. Uh, I was on yesterday at six o'clock. Yes, you're probably bored of my voice already. And we have our guest couple, Fariha Navid and uh, Navid Zafar. Apologies uh, for a slight late start. Uh, perks of the job of finishing work late when you're on in the acute in the hospital. But alhamdulillah, made it in time without uh, causing too many accidents along the way. So we're running a few minutes behind schedule, but inshallah we'll catch up. Uh, with things and today's topic for in conversation with is looking for a suitable partner for your children. Uh, I must stress uh, that myself and my wife do not have children of an age where we look for rishtas, even by Indian standards, they're still very young. Uh, but uh, the idea is to talk about this topic because it's something that's pertinent to all of us, whether we have children of our own or whether we have family or friends that are uh, have are looking to get married or have relatives or contacts that are looking to get married. Uh, and uh, so looking for a life partner for your children can be stressful especially if it's your first time going through the process where do you start but before we get into the topic I want to welcome our guests uh, sister Fariha and brother Naveed and welcome to Radio Ramadan in conversation with Assalamu alaikum Wa alaikum assalam Oh, assalamu alaikum to my wife as well, Lovna. Wa alaikum Make sure you speak into the mic uh, so how have your days been all of you? Alhamdulillah, so far so good. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. And yourself, Uncle? Yes, Alhamdulillah, fine. <laughs> uh, should I be calling you Uncle or should I be calling you Bahai? Eh, uh, well, uh, as you like, if you wish to f- do a bit of flattery, Bahai is good. But mm. I think age-wise, Uncle would be good. Okay. <laughs> so uh, however you're happy. Okay, so uh, I'm I'm still in my uh, fourth decade of life, so where uh, are you, Uncle? Uh, so you're I'm 53. Okay, <laughs> so technically you'd be old enough to be my father by Glasgow standards, so, <laughs> uh, so I'll call you Uncle. <laughs> Uh, no. uh, my wife is nodding her head, uh, shaking her head at my bad behaviour. So I think I'll give it to Baji Fariha. Okay. I think she would prefer that. Yes, uh, so that's giving the game away. My wife is older than me. <laughs> um, so, um, this topic about rishta, it's a, it's a hot topic. Uh, yeah. People talk about rishtas for different reasons. Uh, rishtas are something that's always there, even in the soaps, in the movies, in the aunties having their gubshap and their their gossip uh, when they open their iftari, the men when it comes to the headaches that they're getting because their wives are on their case to get their children married. So um, tell us about your family, uh, Baji Faria and Uncle Naveed. <laughs> <laughs> I think we can start with Uncle Naveed first then. <laughs> Uncle Naveed? <laughs> well, yeah, uh, I myself, uh, I'm... Uh, married? Ma- married, yes. <laughs> I'm married, I have two children. My daughter's 24, my son's 22. Uh, I'm a chartered accountant and I work with my own company, which is Share Brothers. I think most people will probably be familiar with the name. Yeah, so my name is Fariha Naveed and I'm a teacher by profession. I'm from Pakistan, got married and came over here 27 years back. And Alhamdulillah, um, I was a student leader over there. And uh, Alhamdulillah, after coming here, I'm working with the NHS as an interpreter and with cordial linguistics as well. I've got two children, as Naveed has already mentioned. And I think this topic is quite relevant to us because my older one is 24 and the younger one is 22 years of age. And I think this is the time when we are starting to look rishtas for them. And I thought we maybe we were con- contacted for this, for this reason as well because this topic is quite relevant to us. And I find 
find that it's very very hard at this time and age to find rishtas for them but yes alhamdulillah i am i am uh, i have affiliation with almizan as well i work as a volunteer with almizan and presently i am a member of board of almizan and i work as a chair for almizan as well so alhamdulillah Glasgow has been good and kind to me. So you mentioned you've got two children. Are they married? Are they single? No, they're single now. The older one, she is. Uh, uh, she's done her B.Ed. Honors from Glasgow University, and presently she is um, doing her Masters in King's College London in International Child Development. Younger one is in Glasgow University as well. He's a boy, twenty-two year old, and he's doing his civil engineering third year. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. And are you looking for rishtas for your? Of course I am. For both of them or just one of them? For just now one of them. I With think the I'm sun, finding it? it even hard for finding Rishta for one of them. Is that for your son you're looking for, that, right? I'm for my daughter, actually. <laughs> I, I <laughs> because she's a wee bit older now and, and because of the stage where she's at in her life, so because she's finished her primary education and secondary, and although she's thinking about tertiary, because she, you know, she's mid-twenties now, it's a good time to at least to start looking. Mm-hmm. And so how old were you both when you got married? We were both almost exactly the same age, actually. We were both 26 from memory. <laughs> yeah, okay. 26. Yeah, we were only a, a He likes to believe we're, we're that I'm older and she's young, he's younger. Okay. <laughs> I, I think most people believe that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, uh, and... So, uh, Baji Fariha, can I ask you, when did you start the process for looking for a suitable partner for a child? For I am um, uh, 23 year old she was last year. And people keep on telling me, oh, you should start looking for her now because it's a very difficult time to find Rishta. And, um, uh, you know, and I was quite under pressure from the community. Like I was talking to people, yeah, my daughter's done her beard and now she's going to do her placement. Oh, you are you looking for a Rishta for her? And I was like, uh, no, 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 you should start looking because this is the right time because it's going to be very, very difficult. So I said, that's fine. So I started telling people, okay, you are suggesting me to find a rishta, but this is the time and you're telling me that as well. So why don't you just, you know, look for someone for her, which is who's suitable for her. So that's how I started last year. So do you think it was uh, more of a pressure from your friends and uh, your colleagues rather than yourself? Like- and being a Pakistani mom, I think there was a pressure which I put on myself as well, thinking that she's old enough and she should be, in, you know, married now at her light age and all that. Yes, there was a pressure from friends as well and family mm-hmm. but does she want to get married I feel like she's ready and she's 24 I think she's ready to get married I think that but is the right age another but, but, couple of years maybe yeah but does she I'm, I'm asking you think she does she think no, I've spoken to her and alhamdulillah she feels that she's ready to get okay, married I, I give no pressure to them no no no, no, no. This we is, have had the conversation and certainly it was, it was quite an open conversation good. and you know and it was something that she was very open to and I think she's quite a level headed person and this is something that comes to all of us in time and I think she felt it was the right time to at least initially start looking because obviously when you start you don't know how long it's going to take okay and how have you started the process how what or how are you who are you speaking just to just by word of mouth first like you tell your friends you tell your family that keep on looking this is the kind of boy I'm looking for my daughter like word of mouth then pe- people start passing numbers of people who are involved in matchmaking they tell you oh, that girl is a you know she's a matchmaker and that that uh, you know they are, those people are providing matchmaking services and then you contact them and being in Glasgow I feel that you know that those same rishtas come back to you because all these uh, <laughs> services 
are providing the, the, you know people are contacting them and the same rishtas are coming back the to rishta my the network yeah, yes so rishta network is the thing so, is quite close and, and have you paid money to these matchmakers i have i i must confess maybe he won't be happy but yes i have and, and this is my uncle <laughs> yeah because uh, i think initially because you know we're members of a large circle of family and friends both in glasgow and in the uk we initially thought that the best way forward was to proceed was just to mention to family and friends because obviously the, the way they know us they could do a certain amount of initial filtering because they know you know what we are like and what sort of you know our requirements would be in this regard however after that i think my wife got involved a little bit more heavily in using these these services from outside and so far we've only used one person that we paid and i actually did it under protest because i didn't actually think that it was going to work very well it wasn't through any knowledge it was just a feeling that i had that you know that this that you know that paying for a service like this is you know it's maybe not not the sort of thing where you know money should really be involved so much so and it turned out to be exactly as I, as i feared you know we we paid them 500 pounds this person and they showed i think uh, i think my wife was involved in most of it because none of them was even worth you know mentioning again just two or three or four you know rishtas and after that everything went quiet so i mean i don't want to disparage anybody that's doing this work at the moment or is indeed charging for that but however our own experience of it has not been very good i must say yeah uh, bajfari how can i ask you if uh, do you have any experience with the online matchmaking sites have you have you ever tried them you know you sometimes feel that i have uh, no experience of online matchmaking only i think one girl is offering a service and i've contacted them privately and she asked me to pay a fee but she was very helpful and she still is very helpful alhamdulillah so yeah Uncle. have you mentioned sorry Uncle, you have any experience of online matchmaking websites? No, because when I was getting married, they didn't have any. <laughs> <laughs> okay, how d- just you mentioned get it. So how did you both get married? I know, I mean, you did any calf, but how did you get introduced or did you meet each other or whatever? Well, uh, I mean, looking at it now, the things were there are some similarities with how things happen now and some some slight differences in that our families knew each other very well. My father-in-law was a school friend and a college friend of my father and in fact they both shared they shared, they shared the same date of birth so our families knew each other so well I and mean, when we used to go to Pakistan sometimes we would stay with them and we would meet them every time and my mother-in-law now she was a very good friend of my my own mother so although we used to see each other all the time you know when we were younger we never thought of uh, you know arista in that sense I, I, because i didn't think that they would be looking outside pakistan i didn't think myself that i'd be looking towards pakistan but it just worked out that way uh, and uh, i was being the el- eldest in the family when my father in law asked for the rishta uh, my father said no this she is the one who looks after everyone in our family so i'm not sending her abroad <coughs> he was not happy and he said no in the first time and then my father in law called his brother who stayed in pakistan next morning he came to our house and he said no that uh, my he named my father in law he said his house really need your daughter and my father said in this with this sentence he gave this rishta he said if your house sold needs my daughter more than us then okay i am willing <laughs> Oh, subhanallah that's very good okay. mashallah <laughs> and have and can i ask you've kept up to the expectations you should be asking him <laughs> yes can i ask i'm not sure yet brother i think we've okay. had uh, quite a good marriage to be honest we're still here together after 27 years and you know and we're we're very content with each other i must say and god be thanked we've been lucky in that regard alhamdulillah alhamdulillah so i mean one of the questions that we've kind of skipped by is how did 
the host couple get married. I think our situation is similar in that mm-hmm. obviously uh, uh, Lubna's from India and my family from India, but I'm I'm Glaswegian, and uh, basically I arranged it. I said I'm marrying her, and that's it. Uh, but no, in in sense we knew each we knew each other. We used to uh, I used to, when I school. Were your family related to each other? Yeah. Uh, so we through yeah. my uh, uh, I used to go to visit my uncle's house. Her family's uh, house is very close to my uncle's house, so mm. got to know and things. But again, that concept of discussion of marriage didn't really take place until I was just about getting to graduation. Uh, and the long and short of it for me was I thought, okay, I need somebody who I think can be a suitable or a good mother for my children, inshallah, and moving forward with my background as a doctor and things. And I felt, alhamdulillah, that she would be the right person having a medical degree herself. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people don't really know this as well, but she also lost her father at a young age. So I knew that she had somebody who had to go through some hardship, so she would be appreciative of the circumstances that she's in. And she'll hopefully have a bit of a backbone as well, because in the absence of a father and only having older sisters, you have to uh, kind of step up to the challenge. So that's that in a nutshell. So I won't spend too much time talking about it unless Lubna wants to add anything. I think we have a few things to catch up, but uh, I think we want to focus more about your experiences. <laughs> the topic of the show is that such. <laughs> you can share a little bit of your experience. Come on. <laughs> um, I have. I've actually. I when you mentioned that your dad uh, said that he doesn't want to, you know, um, part with you because uh, you're responsible. That's what came to my mind because I was the youngest, and uh, as Nazar mentioned, my dad had passed away. So my both my do- my older sisters had got married. So it was just le- me left behind. So actually, my grand had mentioned to my mom that she should get me a house husband, you know, Ghajamai, yeah. so uh-huh. that uh, uh, it makes up for because my we don't even have like brothers. So, uh, but uh, it happened so that uh, Allah had destined something else completely, uh, and I came furthest uh, away from my mom. So, so we planned something, but you know, Allah has Absolutely. something else planned for us. But yeah. Alhamdulillah, my mom is happy that I'm happy and. Uh, and uh, she also got to travel uh, to UK a couple of times, and uh, and it's good to have family abroad as well. Mashallah. You have children, yes? Yes, we have three. Mashallah. So, Mashallah, they're interviewing his reverse now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Alhamdulillah. So, they're nine, uh, five, and uh, ten months. Alhamdulillah. Yeah. Yeah. 10 months and you're here, mashallah. Yeah, my yeah. mother in law is looking after them. So. Yeah. So, <laughs> alhamdulillah. Um, so, when you had that conversation with your daughter, did you actually discuss what you looked for or what you'd be looking for in a life partner in terms of what yes, you wanted in a potential son in law and what uh, she might want in a husband? I think that, that when we started discussing with her, we were quite careful to make it clear to her that her wishes and choices would be paramount and that we would never try to impose our will. So, Obviously, we, you know, we would like to, you know, we obviously we have our own criteria in a sense that, you know, that we would be more comfortable if Arishta was of a certain type and of a certain background. But our parents, I think, were slightly more dogmatic than we are now. But in these days, I think that children perhaps are less willing to accept the judgment of the elders blindly. They, you know, they want a larger amount of input, and I think that's right. That's the only way forward just now. The old-fashioned ways of, of you know, being married and you know, telling your children you're going to get married, they like it or not. All those days are gone now. So this is a, you know, it's a, it's a f- full family process. Yeah, but in 27 years back, it didn't happen with us, Naveed. So you know, 
we we were asked okay but we gave our own wishes as well and we spoke to our daughter as well that what she wants and then we told her what we want and then we when we were on the same wavelength that's how we started looking for her as well i think we were lucky in the sense that i think our wavelengths were quite similar you know both ourselves and our, and our daughters so that was good that it that they coincided it made things a lot easier i must say how has your daughter felt about the process so far you obviously mentioned before the break that she's on board she's given her thoughts and her views are paramount but how was the chit chat been along the way to be honest she hates it because the way the traditionally <laughs> we have to bring that tray with the tea and everything in it she hates it because uh, but that is the traditional way if someone you know wants to come and see us and obviously we want children to we want them to bring the boy with them and then obviously we arrange the um, both of them to see each other she just hates it she says mom is very very difficult it's a lot of pressure on them i feel in our culture as well that the girl has to bring this tray in with the samosas and and i i don't like it personally myself so i just i just tell her that you can just come and say salam you don't have to bring that tray of samosas and spill milk in front of everyone else and uh, you know it but it's just he says it's too much when the auntie jis ask her have you made these samosas yourself have you made these kebabs yourself how can you cook and she says it's a lot of pressure mom i'm still studying you know and they're expecting me to be a master chef in the kitchen and it's not fair on us and i feel that it is traditionally traditional way of looking into the rishta inviting families is just too it's hard a, and it's a lot of pressure on children it's archaic and it's obsolete yeah. i think yeah i mean i think that the process of people coming to the house for tea and then the girl being the one who serves it so that she can be seen is something that modern girls rightly feel to be a bit demeaning and and I always feel terribly sorry for the for the girls concerned when I've seen it from the other side so we have had several such meetings at home and what now tends to happen is you know while that does happen then we have a little you know uh, there's an opportunity for the children to sit together and they talk together more candidly in another room so that they can gauge each other a bit more accurately so we're trying to re- sort of refine the process yeah, a wee yeah, bit yeah. here okay but uh, have you thought about like is there any other way we can do this apart there from there is other way if people do of of like someone was saying to me that uh, you know we don't have to me- meet in a formal environment why don't children go out and just have a cup of coffee and me being a traditional practicing mom i said no i have to be with my daughter and you're more than welcome to come we can meet outside i mean it's no there's no harm in meeting outside casually for a cup of tea or coffee i mean i don't have any objection to that but uh, i don't feel this is right because my daughter has to be chaperoned and uh, i said you can come with your son and i can go with my daughter we can sit on another table maybe you know but i have my peace of mind that i'm chaperoning her and she said that's fine and that was another way which uh, I think my daughter was more comfortable like that but I was a little bit uncomfortable with that but mm. it's it's another you know thing method I think I even must call it people are I, using these days and, and let me put the cat amongst the pigeons let's face it we live in Glasgow we know people yeah. there's a fair chance that the rich, the people for the rich that you've met already anyway in another yeah. capacity or mm. circle or whatever so mm. do we not think that we should be a bit more realistic and say look have it more informal and maybe have it the way of having a tea or coffee mm-hmm. uh, and with the parents being there in the background or an older brother and older sister so they're conversing uh, but they're in the background to make sure that uh, that largely that the daughter, the girl feels comfortable more than anything else what are your thoughts on that uncle yeah i think that's right because i mean whether we like it or not i think we've got to make sure that appearances are right so the last thing you want is for is you know for the couple to, to go somewhere on their own and then some auntie jeef sees them and then you get the, you get the phone call and you get all this so it's better you know by all means they should meet but if one of the parents says you know just on one side uh, they don't even have to be within earshot but just if they're present then yeah. i think that gives you know it saves the appearances and it, you know it does what you want it to do mm mm-hmm. yeah because one thing i'm just going back to when my sister 
got had her Rishta thing and the family for the for the Rishta that we accepted, they came up, uh, uh, they came from down south, they had lunch, mum took the lunch out, they were there and when they were eating they kind of got introduced to each other and then afterwards they went to have a chat in one room and I was just sitting there kind of Kind of, I broke the ice and I got up and left because I had more useful things to do with my life. Uh, but the door was open and we were just in the room next door. I think that's that's very good. I think because the children feel comfortable being in the environment of their own house and their own loved ones around, but then they're given their privacy to sit in aside and just talk to each other and uh, see if they are on the same level and if they are compatible to each other. I mean, there is no harm uh, in that, and I think it's it's good good way and it's a traditional way as well, which is good as well. Some of the t- these things are tested and tried with families over these like you know years, and I think it's good. Way. Is this not a second step? Like you know, first of all you see the photographs and then uh, that's another one Lubna honestly thanks for reminding me for that yes uh because uh, this is another thing when you call people and you tell them so and so has given you their number and they say to you first of all please send picture of your daughter and you feel so uncomfortable because you're you don't want any strangers to see like you know who who is going to see it and the picture is always just going to be used and you feel very uncomfortable and this lady arranged to come and see uh, us and she said no we families should meet and then a night before she said to me but really sister if you can send a picture of your daughter and then after you send picture of your daughter they just uh, i mean just they don't like to answer back and you are like uh, waiting that what is the answer is it a yes is it a no shall we move forward what should we do i mean they don't bother and uh, uh, i feel like this is this is not the right attitude because uh, when you meet each other when a person to person when a boy and girl meet each other their personalities and their uh, when they see each other their personalities are important as well but i feel that in this way it's a, just on they see the picture and okay so you, know, you will rather they come home yeah they come home and meet each other i think but that's is that not thing. like a lot of effort from your part as well no i think i i keep my tea simple so <laughs> i don't think so okay. i mean you make tea you make food for in our society and in our muslim culture for anyone you know guests are welcome so it's it's not a problem for that you know but uh, sending a picture makes me very uncomfortable but for this whole fixture thing i think it becomes a bit artificial because people are putting photos of themselves on facebook all the time and let's face it you can find a daughter of anybody or a yeah. son of anybody on facebook if you're clever enough for yeah. social media mm-hmm. and we know three the way glasgow knows each other we don't have six degrees of freedom we have probably three degrees of freedom with you and the next pair even a stranger mm-hmm. so why do, w- rather than people get up, uptight about it why don't the parents of the daughter say well send a photo of your son as well it works both ways does it not yes i, I think we have asked a couple of times and i think uh, and what happens when you ask what's the response uh, you get the, the interesting thing is uh, you do you get two kind of responses you want one lot sometimes you get people are very open yeah yes why not you know we'll send ours and you send yours yeah and but they, they always well i would say 90% of the time they say we will send you a photograph but they won't send their son's photograph until they've received the girl's photograph which is a kind of a strange thing i don't know what's going on in the minds there but uh, the, i'm not a great believer in this photograph stuff because anybody can send a flattering photograph hmm. and, and 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 what does a photograph tell you apart from just a very basic good, thing how good how come how well they come their hair how yeah. much makeup they put yeah. on yeah, that's right <laughs> so i think this question will fit in uh, right here how do you screen people so you don't end up seeing everyone when we call each other we we have a conversation obviously there are boxes to tick you feel like okay this family is compatible this boy is going to be a possible match and then you invite them to the house i have not invited many because i am very 
I do a lot of questioning and I ask them because I don't want to uh, my daughter to be under pressure like she has to go in front of anyone and everyone no if only we see that there is a possibility then then because and that only happens when you have a conversation with the mother or maybe sometimes my husband has a conversation with boy's dad and mm. then I feel that that is the way to move forward to ask any questions more questions just be familiar with each other and ask whatever you want to ask on a telephone and then saying that strange kind of questions you know people ask as well so do you have like a list quite demoralizing as well sometimes yes i understand uh, so do you have a list that you tick each time you get a list it's not that i have a written list in front of me and i'm ticking the boxes <laughs> it's just in my head that i feel that okay this family is like us when you're talking to them and you feel that this is the kind of family i want my daughter to get married in and this is the kind of boy my daughter has told me that she wants to get married to so that's where you and you get quite experienced in that actually you don't have to have a list in front of you your right. your heart and your mind tells you Yes. Yeah. Do you think we complicate it by formalizing the process too much at early stages? Sometimes we do. Do you think by having by formalizing it we're making it putting pressure on ourselves, the other people, our children and maybe just being a bit more informal and just having having a By informal you mean what Nazan? By by informal I mean not being so uh going being so like we have to have this set way of doing things that one party contacts the other party then they must agree to meet or something mm-hmm. maybe letting them converse and uh, send each other emails beforehand or what people would do normally in life when it comes to getting to know someone mm-hmm. why following the same processes when it comes to interacting with people mm-hmm. rather than going th- is going through the kind of make formalizing all with the parents putting a lot of pressure uh, photos come up and things like that So for example if if there's two parties potentially you think you've done your filtering think, okay actually they're quite compatible maybe they let them kind of email each other a bit or something beforehand let them get a feel for them each other before bringing someone into your house first of all uh, no one is as broad minded as you think yeah people should be you expect people to be people are not like that especially the mothers of these boys no maybe we shouldn't be dealing with the mothers and dealing father with father then <laughs> uncle <laughs> well i think you maybe get a slightly less dogmatic you know uh, response and a way of doing things unfortunately because the fathers tend to be working a bit longer hours although that's getting less and less the most of the initial filtering is done by the mothers and i think to be honest most of us dads were quite happy to let our wives do the initial stuff because obviously you know it's always been traditionally a sort of a mother oriented thing to do and and secondly you know we've always got a we always got a second bite of the cherry so you know once the the first lot have been sort of you know accepted or not accepted then then you know because i i know it's it sounds dogmatic and it sounds you know a bit regimented but i think most people have a rough idea of the sort of you know rigor that that you want and so if somebody doesn't you know is not anything like that then it, it, we would rather know that at a very early stage rather than at a later stage mm-hmm. so so therefore there are certain things you know that uh, that, we, that everybody would like you know like you know if uh, are the families slightly compatible or is it difficult or you know uh, perhaps you know if the I'll, I'll give an example i mean this is not a great example but for example sometimes people say to us they said on a number of occasions that you know that we are shopkeepers but we sell alcohol i mean is that a deal breaker for you and this is the sort of thing that sometimes you know it's good to know beforehand yeah. you know and for those people for to whom that matters i think it's important that they know that beforehand Mm. It's interesting you mentioned how I'm not as broad-minded now our, as you probably alluded, we've alluded our family from an Indian background things are very different 
be, they because on? largely a lot of the mothers are educated to start uh-huh. off with That's so they and so they themselves have been educated and have gone through the process mm-hmm. of being a bit independent and having that yeah. kind of thing so I that's why I asked the question yeah I found the same as well because some if you if you have like contacted an educated family they are very liberal in their approach and they know liberal yeah. or just open-minded I mean they are very open-minded you can say that mm. yes uh-huh because uh, they are open-minded and they feel like okay if the children meet each other they are the ones who are going to spend lives together they should know each other they should know if they are compatible match with each other or no and uh, before families meet children should see each other or maybe just to uh, have a telephone conversation or uh, you know just be uh, online they can uh, chat to each other and they are more like uh, these people I feel like if they are educated they're more approachable as well and mm. open-minded as well have you met any family I have actually a uh, families down south are actually mm. quite different from families in Scotland I found <laughs> that they are more like open minded and they are more like you know it's okay you know don't worry about it you know if they want to they can meet and if they want to do this then it's fine you know I leave it in a ha- in your hand and I leave it you know you can ask your daughter because she is your daughter you ask her what she wants and I was like really uh-huh. you know and I was so impressed and I was so happy yeah that's know? quite unusual isn't it because they yeah. say that Scot- Scottish people are more warm and welcoming yeah. Yeah. But it's just uh, maybe uh, the, their approach is different mm-hmm. here and people have tested and tried different methods over there and they are now into mm-hmm. all other things and they're, they're, they're quite open-minded. And, and what about, would you consider Arishta for your child who wasn't Pakistani? I have just told my children that I want a Muslim you know my my just main thing is that she should be muslim yeah. but, uh, but then yeah pakistani the, the would be great <laughs> i'm not going to lie wh- why is yes. that what is special about pakistani what makes pakistani better than something that isn't pakistani nothing this is just something where i disagree slightly with my wife thank you yeah i i, I think you know that i remember from before you know and i don't want to get into any details but i remember an uncle of mine saying uh, if we don't so he was, he was dealing with a, a, a boy who had converted uh, into Islam and you know initially although the family were very reluctant but as he said in the end after he came to if we don't accept these people who's go- who are going to accept them why will they stay within the fold of Islam if they're not going to be accepted so therefore it doesn't matter to me honestly you know what the nationality is it only matters to me that they're Muslim nothing else okay. Alhamdulillah. Mm-hmm. I, 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 it brings a smile to my face. I remember when we were looking for rishtas for my sister. And we went through a matchmaker and standard pressures, paid money and whatever. And we were getting knocked back because we were an Indian family. They said, we don't want Indian. Really? Even though you find well who our family were and you knew who, what my father did and our background. We were, and that's fine. But it was interesting because I think what, it, what I was reading between the lines were that they were just more comfortable with the devil they knew than the devil they didn't. But what, uh, what, what on earth does that mean? There's 1.2 billion Indians. What does Indian mean in, 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 when you're filtering something? I can't understand this at all. I, I, I think uh, people forget that before the Britain came in and uh, raped Mother Indians, split it into India and Pakistan, we were all one and the same. So people... Yeah. the memory stopped from 72 years ago Mm -hmm. but I think also sometimes there is that maybe and I'm just hypothesizing for some Pakistani families and mothers having a daughter-in-law who's got a PhD or very educated might be seen as a threat to the family this has happened to me as well sometimes you are so under pressure from your society as well my daughter wants to do her PhD and she's been asked by her uh, teacher as well that are you looking to do PhD and uh, I said to her no 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 before PhD you have to get married and said mom you know you're an educated person and how can you even say that to me and I said it's just because with PhD people's expectations I think go I don't know where and thinking like okay the girl has done PhD too educated you know and this is maybe too uh, 
you know nothing yeah. becomes at risk but my daughter did my daughter my sister did do her PhD before she got married although we started uh-huh. the Rishta process it's quite reassuring before. to know yeah. that actually uh, because uh, uh-huh. uh, so she did her doctorate before she got married I did my doctorate after I got married and my brother who isn't married is currently doing his doctorate so I think a doctorate in and of itself should not be a deal breaker one way or the other No it shouldn't I think if children are passionate about their education uh, the role of the parents is to support them as far as possible uh, I don't think that you know an attitude of uh, oh you know you've reached a certain arbitrary age therefore if you want to study beyond this arbitrary age you know it, it will make things difficult I think we need to loosen the strings a little on that and let you know, let let a children go as far as they want to go, and as far as they're capable of going, and then you know, marry that along with the this this the Rishta thing. There's no reason why they can't get married after doing a PhD or halfway through a PhD. Why not? I don't understand why not. Good, uncle. It's good. It's refreshing to hear that coming, and especially a father speaking out about it because I think sometimes I'm not saying that women can't do a good job, but my experience of dealing with helping people with Rishtas is that uh, it's always there's always been a lot of difficulty along the way, and one couple, I one. A, group, uh, a brother and a sister want to get married I said look let the dads talk to each other and guess what they got married six months later <laughs> <laughs> um, so that's very good to know I want to ask this question to you so I was in this scenario and I want to hear your thoughts uh, I was uh, I got an email from a colleague down south I didn't know them and basically the question was straight up it was from the daughter a mother of a daughter saying uh, this is my family this is my background this is my family uh, you've got a daughter I believe you have a, a younger brother uh, would he? Uh, are, are you interested in uh, finding a rishta for him? Or uh, we'd be interested. They were basically upright asking the email to me. Mm-hmm. Would you ever do that? And what are your thoughts on a mother who'd send an email like that to a stranger? In I essence? think there's no harm in it, and that is like, allowed in Islam. There's, there, there's no harm in it. I think we should do that more mm-hmm. often, and that you should break this cultural thing that okay, only boys have to ask rishta. And I've told my daughter all the time as well that he's coming to see you, and you are seeing him the same way. <laughs> exactly. So the rights are equal. Mm-hmm. I, I believe in that. And I've told my daughter as well the rights are equal to say no don't you think that he's going to like you or dislike you you are going to like and dislike him as well at the same time okay. so if someone is like a mother I have contacted myself uh, you know called people and asked for rishta for my daughter and I feel that this is allowed in Islam and if Islam is telling me as, as a Muslim I mean what's wrong with it well if you go back to the Sunnah of the Prophet Muhammad when he got married it was Khadija Ranha who you married uh, by who proposed to him despite being widowed twice she still had uh, the guts to go and if you actually a lot of people are not aware of the story before was that there was somebody who'd come many years before and saying that uh, the uh, that made reference to the Prophet coming and marrying in, in the Quraysh and stuff like that and she said at that time I knew that was going to be me everyone else was telling you shouldn't talk about this because of shyness but she she yeah, took it she, naturally. Mashallah, these examples are for us, and inshallah, to follow, you know. So there should be no... I think we are just... Sometimes we feel that this is a pressure of the society and the cultural issues are on us. But then again, if we see these these people as, like Hazrat Khatija radiallahu anha, as our role models, then we see that there is no harm in it, you know. I mean, I think there's, there's a differentiation should be made between modesty and a sort of a false modesty. Mm-hmm. You know, just doing things, you know, just for the sake of appearances is I think pointless if you're looking for a race I don't, I don't think it matters whether the boys family contact the girls or vice versa mm. the, the, you're still going to you know go through the whole process in the same way regardless of where the starting point was 
Do you have any pressure from back home in Pakistan? Do you get any rishtas for your daughter? Yes, my mom wants her to get married in Pakistan and my brother as well. He tells me all the time there are good boys in Pakistan. I don't know why you're looking here and you know you just go to Pakistan and there are good families there and educated boys and you know they're going to be Pakistani. They're going to show you respect and why you're not coming to Pakistan and you know they tell me all the time but I feel that I have it's not that I have a bad experience with Navid but there are things when you share with each other like childhood memories and the same television programs and the things you've done together as a child that that part is missing in that couple when you come over here maybe maybe I felt it that way so I think that you know I tell my mother as well that I want her to get married from a boy from from here but that is that is my 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 thoughts but um, Uh, my daughter is not fussed about it to be honest i think uh, no, she's, she's, she's and nice quite a many we are yeah uh-huh. it's just a, you know, in sort of you know commonly you hear you know of you know, horror stories you know with uh, rishtas from overseas that's not not normally you know if the the girls from overseas but from boys mm, from overseas yes. you know i mean i don't know how true the stories are or because the the, the trouble with any uh, these these family stories is you never get both sides and you and you never get all the nuances mm. but the, the, it, it certainly is the case that you know you always hear of problems sometimes with you know when the rishta is a boy from overseas maybe there's a culture gap or there's a i don't know an expectation gap or there's some gap somewhere and for for which reasons that you know that causes problems for myself i think you know i don't have any problem in that but i think certainly children from here i think initially at least would prefer to have a rishta from here and certainly that we have a wide enough community here that we should be able to find them inshallah hope uh, um finalist us soon brain uh, during this blessed month of ramadan inshallah inshallah so going back to the potential rishtas that you think are and then you ask them to visit you so what happens after the first meeting when uh, when they go back home really traditionally you wait for couple of days for people to call you back and that is uh, like another dilemma we feel in as a mother mother of daughters because people they are they have the right to call you and they have the right to tell you whether this is going to go ahead or no but i find that i am not a traditional mother in this and neither is navi the traditional person like that so if i need to i can i will call them next day or maybe I'll tell them that inshallah this is not suitable for us but we wish you all the best and you know hopefully you find some suitable for your boy inshallah and we'll find you don't have bitter feelings so you just talk yeah, over and yeah. uh, first of all i need to you know whenever this happened in my household that you know someone came for a rishta i asked my daughter first of all that what she thinks and then we sit and talk and then as a family that what my son feels about it and then we make a decision and then we wait for them if they are going to call us and that's fine if not then we just call them and then just tell them that this is not suitable or if it is going to go ahead then we just tell them that this is uh-huh. the- you know obviously there is a potential for some bitter feelings i think particularly if you know uh, that the other family if you know them and or even if you're friendly with them and then if for some reason obviously it, it may not be the case that the children themselves are compatible so you have to give a refusal or they have to give a refusal you know i think we have to try and you know stay above that and just say look just because our children are not compatible it doesn't mean that we you know we can never see each other again or that we can't stay friends mm-hmm. it, it it does happen that the, the, quite often there's a you know a sort of cooling off period then in but in time you know things come round but but it's not an easy situation a refusal from either side i must say 
Yeah. Yes, definitely. definitely. Mm-hmm. But alhamdulillah, it's good that uh, you people are open-minded and uh, you don't put pressure on your children. No. If you like... No like, pressure. Yeah, if you have, like, friends mm-hmm. visiting you and you don't want to, you know, put them yeah. down. Yeah. So no. that's good. No, no, no pressure from us, inshallah. <laughs> Actually, well, being a Pakistani mother, my mother never gave me any pressure. My dad never gave me any pressure. Yeah. And... Uh, I, I, I must say that hats off to my mom, mashallah, you know, she was an educated lady at that time and she let us both sisters finish our education mm-hmm. and I started actually, I was about to apply for a job and I was offered a job when I got married to Naveed because uh, my mom was of that and my dad was the same as well, that girls should be educated and they should complete their education and then get married. So That's alhamdulillah, alhamdulillah. I was very lucky in that. That's way, brushed yeah. on you now. Yeah, so alhamdulillah, yeah. Okay, and how, one final question, how important is that the potential son-in-law you have has an education similar or that or greater than that of your daughter or are you okay if they have a lesser education than your daughter i think i think i would like in an ideal world to for them to have a similar level of education i mean if it was slightly less i wouldn't mind so much i think if there was a large gap between if i mean for example if the girl was was far more educated than the boy i mean it might work out but it's something that would make me wary i think i would have to you know see everything else was absolutely perfect and then the children themselves were happy and i would have to be confident that they could overcome that difference then i mean i don't have any dogmatic thing against it i think in the real world though it's it, it, it's challenging if, if there's a large education gap between them Okay. Yeah, I feel the same as well that there, if there is a large education uh, gap, then there can be a problem. And uh, uh, I witnessed few problems like this in my family. Maybe that's why I'm a little apprehensive. But inshallah, I have full tawakkul in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala as well. That mm. if boys of less education and he's doing well in his life, alhamdulillah, then why not? You know, because you cannot, you can take all the boxes you have. But at the end of the day, you should have full faith in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala as well that things work out. Because sometimes you feel like you've ticked all boxes and still things don't work out. And I feel like, you know, that tawakkal uh, Allah is very, very important as well in this, that you leave some of the... Because when I was talking to my mother and I said to her, how did you do our rishtas? I'm finding it really hard. Yeah. Their grades were not of a problem. Their education was not an issue. I find this is a very difficult stage of my life. And my mom said that, okay, we we found com- we tried to find compatibility, but we always prayed to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and made dua for all of you. And our tawakkal of Allah was so strong that our faith in Allah was so strong that alhamdulillah, things worked out for it. So we've yeah. got a minute left. So just to kind of bring things to a close, We've obviously talked about the Rishta process in terms of what it's like for parents to have to go through this process for their children here in the UK, weighing up all the pros and cons of different methods and all the pros and cons of the the, the outcomes that come from things and the, the, the conflicting views and wants of different parties in the process. And one thing becomes clear that one size does not fit all. Yeah. And one thing has also become clear from this conversation that the more open-minded uh, either or both parties are, the more easier the process is, whether it's a successful one or otherwise. Lovna, any final few words? I would just like to say that, you know, Alhamdulillah, Allah has, uh, has given us the way of uh, praying to Him, asking Him in any situation we are, there's istikhara that we can do. Yeah. So He's not left us on our, on our own in whatever situation we face. And Alhamdulillah, both of you are uh, educated, like-minded, open-minded, which really helps. Yeah. And I just want to, can I just give a give, do we have a few seconds to give an advice to these uh, young okay, boys and yes. girls who are going on these must match and all these, you know, other, because I find that these, uh, some of these people are not serious on these, uh, you know, online 
doing things and I, I feel that they are there just to fulfill their fantasies and they are there to just uh, you know have a good time and girls should be and boys should be very very careful in what yeah, they are yeah because sometimes involved. girls might not be boys and boys might yeah, be girls exactly. as well exactly so, so they have to be very and yes leave rest to the god as well the boys and girls both should make dua yeah. and their parents should make a dua all the time that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gives them a compatible match Jazakallah khair and that's us what finished uh, for today and inshallah we'll be back on Monday for our next show Salam alaikum